1: Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at a special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, OCTalkRadio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club. The goal for this show is to help you our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms to improve your decision-making skills. If you're listening to the program today expecting to hear my interview with Michael Sowitz, CEO of Fast Start Studios, just hold on. He'll be a guest in the second segment of the program. Our guest for the first segment is Chris Rimliger. And Chris is Senior Vice President of Marketing at MoneyMailer. And I'd like to say, welcome to the show, Chris.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Rick. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Let's start by asking you to share just briefly your kind of professional background. Here on the program, we say tell us about your path to Money Mailer.
2: Well, my path, I have a consumer packaged goods background. So I have worked for companies like the Coca Cola Company, Pepsi Cola, ConAgra Foods, so sales marketing for Maid, Gatorade, Healthy Choice, etc. So big brands.
1: Okay, and let's talk about your role at Money Mailer. You're- Senior VP of Marketing, what yep. does the Senior VP of Marketing do, Chris?
2: <laughs> so the Senior VP of Marketing really is responsible for everything from the Money Mailer Portfolio. So making sure that we have great content that goes out to our franchisees, to so selling materials, to managing our digital website, our digital portfolio products, our Money Mailer app, which you guys can get on both the iPhone and the Android. Got to put my plug in there. Um, as well as um, all the other st- uh, selling supports and collateral pieces uh, for our franchise network.
1: Okay. For those that are in our listening audience, this is uh, the show is broadcast from Costa Mesa, California, and we do a lot of uh, reach outreach into the Southern California marketplace, but only 80% of our listening audience are here in Southern California. The balance are across the country, North America, and actually now internationally with our Spreaker online connection. Tell us a little bit about what it is that Money Mailer does.
2: So, Money Mailer is a direct mail envelope. Um, We have been around for 35 years, and we are all about providing local savings to the local consumer. So, when you get, Money Mailer is a red, white, and blue oversized envelope that consumers get in the mail, and when consumers receive that envelope in the mail, that they know that that advertising that they receive are a slew of local, adver- uh, local businesses uh, around their... Uh, around their home and uh, they can open it up and get some coupons and offers uh, that are applicable to them.
1: I understand that Money Mailer is a leader in the coupon marketing space. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the footprint? And you mentioned franchisees. I, I guess I'd like to understand the business model a little deeper of Money Mailer as well
2: yes um, money mailer is all about local we are a franchise organization and we are in over 50 DMAs across the country and our franchisees are really franchise owners and they live and um, they, they live in their neighborhoods and they build their communities they build their marketplace with Their local franchise, their their local franchisees, excuse me, with their local businesses. So it's really a great business to business opportunity that they have on the street in meeting with their local businesses that they sell to. So they really understand their marketplace um, very very well, much more than somebody that, for example, maybe selling more nationally focused so they definitely understand what is you know what they're selling and and they understand you know what type of businesses uh, are needed for their particular you know area in which they're selling
1: I see and I'm speaking with Chris Rimlinger. she is the senior VP of at marketing at money mailer you use a Acronym, which I think would be helpful to explain to maybe some of our members of our listening audience. You said the term DMA.
2: Oh, direct marketing area. So, um, so that's just like a general market area. So, um, you know, so in a particular, you know, a uh, statistical area. So, whether it's you know Los Angeles or whether it's Chicagoland uh, or even New Jersey. So, just in certain market market areas.
1: Okay. So, Let's talk about digital marketing as a challenge to traditional money, the money mailer coupon marketing scheme. Help me to understand what impact have you seen from digital um, coupons, if you will, and what what is the firm doing to address that?
2: Well, you know, really digital... Marketing um, or digital coupons are um, a complement to um, our money mailer coupons. So, digital and print are our complements. So, if you think about your when you receive, you know your print ad or you know something that you get, whether it be a coupon or a, a money mailer coupon that you receive in the mail, or even if you're looking at a magazine at home, you will in turn go online possibly to. Get additional information. So Money Mailer it provides advertising for those small businesses, and in turn, you know, it, it's a complement to our website. So a matter of fact, we did a study In which um, we showed that uh, website traffic increased 141% when we dropped our ads uh, during those time periods. So it really is a compliment. But digital, where digital really impacts is the uh, providing coupons and offers wherever folks go. So, for example, we have a money mailer app, uh, so folks can get coupons, not only where they live, but where they work, or... You know, you're at a soccer game or at a soccer tournament, and you can pull that up and find uh, offers in your particular area. So it really provides um, the ability to tailor ads um, and offers. So that's really where technology has come into play in the coupon space.
1: Excellent. We're talking with Chris Remlinger. She is Senior VP of Marketing at Money Mailer Magazine. You're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. We're going to take our first commercial break, Chris. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to share from your experience how middle market companies can clean up their marketing plan for success for the rest of the year by using different marketing promotion programs. So Chris is going to address that. I know that many of you are CEOs of middle market companies across North America. You're going to be keenly interested to learn from her experience. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back in less than three minutes on Critical Mass Radio Show after these words from our sponsors.
0: Bank of California or CBC is a well funded, full service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability, CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willey of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short, we're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs, Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member at the IC.
3: Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely. Ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com. Or call us at 714 560 9022 Set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's succession-strategies.com.
4: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104.
1: And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,300 shows during the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and our newest site, Spreaker.com, that's spelled S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com, as well as other business-oriented podcasting sites. All right, Chris Remlinger is our guest. We're talking, she's senior VP, sorry, of marketing for Money Mailer Magazine. You want to get your title in there. <laughs> okay, Chris, uh, you're talking to middle market CEOs. Some of them are B2B, some of them are B2C. In your experience with your various positions, can you help them to understand how they can clean up their marketing plan for success for the balance of this year?
2: Yeah. Well, I think the first um, step is to really uh, understand what and do a mini review of your what your back half looks like. So, you know, what, what happened in the first half? And um, in turn, what are your goals for your back half? So, you know, is there anything that you're falling short on? You know, uh, one particular initiative? Are your new items uh, hitting the way you want them to hit, are your uh, your current initiatives hitting the way you want them to hit, and in turn, look at what your your marketing strategies are and whether or not they are addressing your shortcomings or your shortfalls uh, in your sale in your sales plans. Um, you know. One particular piece that we all need to address are customers and new customers and making sure that we are, you know, replenishing our new customer base. So making sure that we are addressing uh, that piece is always key for every single one of us. So I think that, uh, you know, taking a look at that uh, component is always key for every one of us.
1: New customers are the lifeblood for middle market companies that that want to grow, and I would have to say that a majority of our audience have a desire to grow. Uh, Understanding who your key customers are, though, and getting more like them is a more successful strategy rather than chasing just any kind of revenue. Do you have any experience or advice for CEOs of middle market companies to, to make sure that when they grow their revenue, they grow it with, you know, good customers who are who really understand their value proposition versus, you know, clients who might be more periphery to their you know value proposition, and for that reason, maybe not as long term or maybe not as loyal.
2: Yeah, I think it's you know really to understand who your customer base is and make sure that you're targeting them correctly, um, and that is a real uh, a real. Big component to making sure that you're successful long term. Um, so that that is that is a, a you know that that is extremely important.
1: Thank you. And we're talking with Chris Remlajer. She is senior VP of marketing for Money Mailer Magazine. Let's talk a little bit about marketing incentives. Your firm certainly understands incentives i mean one would argue that a coupon is an incentive for a marketing incentive right i mean is that fair Uh, a a fair phrase yeah that's
2: that that, absolutely that's fair
1: so talk to us about what type of marketing incentives are working well in today's world and which marketing incentives need to be revised or replaced or maybe just stop spending your money on those type of incentives what is your research and your practical experience working at money Mailer telling you chris
2: You know, I think that um, the I think what we what we think is that the lower the incentive, the better, and that's absolutely not the case. You know, there's been some studies that have been um, that have been published through the Journal of Marketing that said that a a good offer, a great offer, um, makes folks stop and stare uh, at. Your ad. So you need to make sure that when you put an incentive, as you put it, uh, or an offer, or a coupon, uh, or whatever you want to call it, um, on your uh, on your communication device, that you are very clear on your messaging and that you offer um, something that will make folks stop and stare at your advertising.
1: Is that? something that is does it have to be a big ticket item or can it be something that is maybe a desirable experience you know i've seen a lot of incentives Mm -hmm. around experiences now not so much maybe products but rather getting early purchase rights for tickets or you know exclusive seats that are held for just our our loyal customers those type of incentives are, are those working
2: Absolutely, those are working. You know, anything that makes folks feel special and makes folks feel that they're getting something that someone else isn't is works as well. So it's not about giving away the farm. It's not about giving um, you know buy one get one. Or it's not about giving real necessarily real. Deep discounts that you're going to get, folks um, that are going to be the switchers. You know, folks that are going to drive. You know, you don't want folks driving a gazillion miles that will never repeat. You know, like you mentioned before, you don't you don't want those types of folks coming to your business. You want people. You want to build a loyal customer base, and to do that, you know, um, different types of offers and incentives that make people feel special um, really work as well.
1: That that's something that I have. Observed and read about, which is some of the digital coupon companies uh, we all maybe know of their names. Have some of the retailers that have used them have expressed concern because the people that come are the people that are looking for a a deal, but they don't end up staying. They just go to whatever the next deal is, and so really you disadvantage your business model because you get all this low price business and it doesn't lead to enough normal price business to sort of offset the hit that you took in your margin level. Right. How does how does Money Mailer uh, address that with your advertisers?
2: Well, with our, with our advertisers and our model, it's 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 not the same at all. You know, we provide local you know, local offers to local businesses in that, you know, in that envelope that you open up, that that surprise package that consumers get when they open and that really builds that you know that local that local feel so when you open that up that envelope up you know you see that dry cleaner that's down the street that just opened or that Thai restaurant that you might have forgotten about that you know uh was you know in that strip mall that you you know you forgot was there or or that pizza place that uh, that you always go to so you know money mailers business model is a lot different and when you're when you compete against folks that are bringing in you know a ton of traffic um, you know and a ton of awareness which you know definitely works sometimes it depends on what your're on what what you're trying to get accomplish, but it really isn't building that same customer base and it's it's important that we provide tools for our franchisees so they can in turn explain that to to small businesses or you know to businesses so they understand what uh, what that risk is possibly to their to their bottom line if Again, it's just a marketing decision that they're making.
1: It must be clear to the advertisers how effective the campaigns are because there's a physical coupon that is redeemed by the client so that they can directly measure how many we mailed through Money Mailer and how many of them came back to us. And maybe some of the more sophisticated retailers can then... Understand if those customers turned into regular long term customers or if they were just one off customers as well. But I would think that, that that's a part of the business model and the value proposition of, of your firm, Money Mailer. Am, am I true, Chris? Is that you know, right?
2: that as well as you know, we provide also advertising value. So, you know, when those coupons hit, there's also an uptick to websites, um, you know, website traffic, because again, it's that, you know, that three second commercial that folks get that, you know, you can't fast forward like you do a DVR or, or, you know, TiVo or whatever. So, you know, it's it's a little bit different because, you know, folks will get that ad and then in turn possibly go online to get further information, whether it be hours or directions or, you know – Maybe want to download their menu. Or, yeah, so I was or, thinking,
1: if you get you know, the Thai restaurant example, they look up the menu and say, "Okay, well, let's, uh, let's place our order. We got a coupon. Let's use exactly. it." Right? right. Exactly. Right.
2: Exactly. So you know, so it all goes together. So it's all about advertising value. So it's really important that that the um, that the franchisee communicates to the advertiser that it's a whole, it's part of a whole cohesive advertising solution, not just about counting coupons.
1: Got it. Yes. Okay. So I've got about two minutes left with you here today, Chris. And all right. Tell me the future of Money Mailer. I mean, it has a long and storied history in your space. What's the future hold for the company?
2: The future for Money Mailer is all about growth and all about marching across the country, increasing our franchisee growth, and in opening in markets that we're currently not in and spreading, you know, our great success that we've had in our markets that we're currently in, in markets that we're not in. So that's what we're we're really looking forward to, and uh, that's what we're focused on.
1: Okay, not everybody that's listening to our program are currently CEOs of small and middle market companies. Some are people that are becoming entrepreneurs for the first time, and Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe they're potential franchisees for Money Mailer. So tell me a little bit about what a successful franchisee for Money Mailer looks like.
2: So a successful franchisee is someone that has got a ton of energy and that loves to sell and loves to be a business owner and loves to talk to other business owners. And we, um, we have a ton of training. And, uh, matter of fact, we have Money Mailer University going on as we speak. We, uh, if you want to know more information, we, you can go to moneymailer.com and advertise with us. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of franchising information on one of those tabs as well.
1: Okay, so go to the website. There's more information on franchisees, and as you said before, it's part of your strategic growth plan, so you're obviously welcoming people who are interested in partnering with Money Mailer. Right.
2: We would love that. In
1: one of those DMAs that is yet unspoken for that you said.
2: Yes, exactly.
1: All right. Well, you've been a wonderful guest. I appreciate you giving us a little bit of insight into both Money Mailer and into kind of marketing incentives. I want to thank you for being a friend of our program and welcome you to the critical mass community, not just here in Orange County in Southern California, but across the country.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Rick. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Chris Remlinger. She is the Senior VP of Marketing for Money Mailer. Our second guest, Michael Sawitz, is the CEO of Fast Start Studio. We're going to be talking to him about his accelerator program that he has for entrepreneurs after this
5: commercial break. And we'll be right back with Critical Mass Radio Show.
6: If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated, with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business.
0: Bye. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Michael Salwitz, CEO of Fast Start Studio, is our guest for this segment. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. If you'd like to learn more, then contact our VP of Sales, Rose Chamora, at 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. All of our show archives can be found on our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Okay, Michael, welcome to the studio. Hey, great to be here, Rick. Let's talk a little bit about you before we get into Fast Art Studio. Tell me a little bit about your professional background.
7: Oh, this is career number three for me, Rick. Okay. First was in the apparel industry, uh, both retail and manufacturing, uh, and the next was a retail operation that became a franchise. We wound up opening a small store in Mission Viejo that became 124 national units.
1: Wow. What was the name? Or that was it?
7: AIM Mail Centers. Okay. You know, packing, shipping, sure. business services. Right.
1: Right. And now?
7: And now Fast Start Studio.
1: Yay. Okay. Okay. Fast Start Studio. I have been there. I know that uh, the owner of the radio station, Paul Roberts, has been to your facility. Tell us a little bit about Fast. First of all, tell me the inspiration for starting Fast Start Studio.
7: Oh, that starts with uh, back in the franchise business, all right, with a mail centers, and you know it's about brand when you're doing running a business, especially a franchise, and so maintaining your brand standards is important. This new thing happened six or seven years ago called social media. You might have heard of it. I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. at that time, it became very difficult to manage that. So what was better to manage a uh, this new technology, a 60-year-old or a 20-year-old? So I hired a team from Cal State for, uh, University Fullerton. They came out did a wonderful project for me. After it was over, the professor asked me to stay on as a mentor, mm. of which I did. And I got to tell you, Rick, that was a game changer for me. In what way? In Thursday nights became the most important part of the week, if you will. Okay. And I finally figured out, you know, I would rather be doing Thursday night than the other uh, oh. days. Okay. And so the only. Imp- thing i could do was not be hypocritical because i always told people do what you're passionate about that's right that's good advice though i love my company all of our franchisees our 15 employees i knew it was time for me to make a change Mm. so i sold a Mail centers with the purpose of changing my life and becoming a mentor full-time and that's the idea behind fast art studio
1: so let's talk about fast art studio then what is it
7: FASTA Studio is a mixed-use business incubator, which means we have products, services, and technologies, all those businesses under one roof. They may have been a, just a concept uh, on a, an executive summary or may have been years of work already, but it hadn't launched. We help people launch their companies.
1: Okay, so they haven't launched yet. They haven't launched yet. That's a requirement mm-hmm. to be allowed into the FastR right. Studio, kind of pre-revenue?
7: Is that Pre-rev, what you're exactly.
1: Okay, so they're pre-revenue. And how do you decide who gets in the door?
7: Mm, Well, I've got this crystal ball. Do you? Yeah.
1: Did you bring it today?
7: Uh, No, it's under lock and key, Of course
5: it should be, Yeah.
7: So uh, the days that I don't have the crystal ball, I ask six or seven very important questions. There are certain criteria that the company has to meet. First of all, for us, it's about scalability. So is it a company that can grow? and hire people, create jobs. Okay. And the company do business maybe with local suppliers who will grow and hire people, create jobs. Everybody pays taxes, and one by one, we improve our local economy one startup at a time. That's one of the major pieces.
1: So you're not looking for people that are starting lifestyle businesses? No.
7: I... I I've got to tell you, love them. That is commendable. It's what America's built on. Right. But my focus are scalable businesses.
1: It sounds like you want to give back to the Orange County and the Southern California business community by increasing employment and increasing employment not uh, not only directly but indirectly through supply base as well. Yeah
7: that, that's right. You know this downturn or depression whatever you want to call what we've been going through for the last 5 years has had tremendous impact on our communities. Yes. So Kaufman Foundation did a study here in California I think it was 9 10 and 11 that showed better than 9 out of 10 new jobs came from either a startup or small business so it's going to be us in the startup community and small business that's going to turn it around it's not going to be the government it's not going to be big business it's going to be startups and small business and that's where I want to be
1: that's interesting because um, at the Cal State California State University Fullerton economic mid-year and the the one in October the annual that was one of the things that Dean Puri talked about Mm -hmm. is how the lack of startups being started in southern california had a direct impact on employment on unemployment because so so many jobs are created by startups hiring and needing people and that they were watching new business startups because that they felt the economy would really unemployment would really take a positive turn when more businesses were successfully started
7: that's right in fact i'll be with the dean tomorrow we've got a strategy session for the center for entrepreneurship cal mm-hmm. state fullerton tomorrow and this is exactly what we're talking about
1: yeah and i hadn't fully appreciated the, how important startups were yeah i always knew small companies created the jobs but i kind of thought they were the companies that are already with five employees or mm-hmm. seven or ten thinking that it's the solopreneur who needs to hire a vp of sales or mm-hmm. whatever that's where the initial jobs come from that that makes me feel good for people like you that are having incubators here in Orange mm-hmm. County, trying to give back to the community a little bit.
7: Right. I mean, I'm, I'm a Californian, married to a Californian, been living in Orange County for 42 years, so this is my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had my successes here. I've had my support base here, and it's my turn to give back here.
1: Right. And so what do the uh, tenants get for being mm-hmm. at Fast Start Studio?
7: Well, they get a cheerleader for what okay, that's me. That's important. And if you've looked on my business card, I'm chief enthusiasm officer. That's a new take on CEO. Right. But it's true because I'm not running their companies. They are. Okay? And I took complete ownership from all my prior companies. Now I'm in a support role. So the idea is to surround each of these companies with what they need. Now, there's certain core things, finance and accounting, marketing, HR, leadership. They need to know about these things and develop these skill sets. But beyond that, then they need specialized skills, subject matter experts. Mm -hmm. And that's where is really the magic behind Fast Start. It's the really smart men and women, 70 or 80 of them, that donate their time to help these people grow. I just get to be sort of the connector.
1: So you have a network of people that are willing to give of their time to help these startups get going?
7: That's it. Amazing people, uh, C-level, mid-management, people that are all accomplished that that feel like I do. It's time to give back.
1: Okay. And so they're doing this pro bono. Pro bono. Yes, exactly. Well, what a great opportunity to take advantage because every entrepreneur comes with a set of skills. But invariably, there are not enough skills many times to successfully get through and navigate everything that you have to do in growing a business. That's right. Right, because as, it, as the business grows, it gets more complex. Yes. Success is your own challenge, right, managing that success. That's so right. at what point do you kick the bird out of the nest? Yes,
7: well, that's a little bit more complex, but one of the components is revenue when they've gone to REV when they've built a team that's too big to house and there's other components you know we do that um, sort of one-on-one what, okay. are the, what is are what it's the criteria we agree on
1: okay and and how many people how many companies are you incubating right now
7: i think right now i've got 23 wow yeah it's uh it's growing
1: <laughs> do you have more demand than you have capacity for
7: yeah there's always more uh demand i haven't haven't hit i think the max on capacity but you know, it's turning away, you know, five or six for everyone we take because okay. of uh, having be right. And one of the other criteria, Rick, is that it's got to be something that can come to market within a year or less. Oh. That's another component. Okay, so
1: you're pre-revenue, but you have a plan to get the revenue right. shortly. Yep, can't, shortly. we
7: don't want them to stay more than a year. This is not a place to hang out. This is get it done and, and get on with it. Okay. So another criteria is that it's got to be something we have resources for. So it can't be pharma because we don't have wet labs and Mm -hmm. it would take too long to go through fda anyhow Uh, we don't have a million dollar cnc lathe so it can't be you know uh, aerospace but within the resources we have that opens the door to a lot of different technologies
1: interesting and um is it mostly
7: technology companies? Uh, right now we're um, 65 maybe 70% tech. That's uh, web and mobile. It's also uh, clean tech. Uh, I have some biotech. Um, and then the rest are services and products. Products have become... Very, very important, and they've always been important to me in my life, but they're not important to most incubators because they don't scale quickly and don't Mm -hmm. have these giant exits. But we're going through a whole new time uh, in the world, and it's the time of connected devices. Some people call that the Internet of Things, Mm -hmm. and the startup founders that we have are all working on connected devices.
1: How exciting. We're talking with Michael Sawitz. He is the CEO chief enthusiasm officer yes, at fast start studios here in our show today we're going to take our third and final commercial break don't go away ladies and gentlemen it only lasts about three minutes and when we come back we're going to continue this conversation i'm going to ask michael from his experience watching these startups kind of Any key things that some of them do that get to revenue faster than others. So uh, if you're out there and you know someone who's starting a business, you want to make sure that you listen to this so you can share Michael's knowledge with them or maybe point them to the podcast when we have it available tomorrow on our website. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors.
5: There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up.
1: For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com.
4: Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104.
1: This edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Franzi. Michael Sawitz, CEO of Fast Start Studios, is our guest. And I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 12,300 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program truly appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live, of course, here on Internet radio station OCTalkRadio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes. Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business oriented podcasting sites. All right, before we get into what I said we we're going to talk about before the break, Michael, help me to understand your business model. How does that work for you?
7: Fast Start is built on a unique model, very different from other incubators. First of all, Rick, we don't take any equity. I believe that's the life's blood of any startup you need to trade be able to trade that equity down the road for not only investment but be able to track the right kind of team so we don't take any equity in fact we don't take anything and that first year we totally underwrite it ourselves now here's the thing if that company never launches fails to launch they don't owe a a dime that's my investment in them now if they do launch it's sort of like a student loan There's a payback, but it's sort of paying it forward because it's underwriting the students, the startups that will come later. And that's where we're a little different, too. So this note, this student loan, unlike a college student loan, there's no interest. Wow. All right. So no equity, no interest and small payments over years. Now, the difference is if that company is acquired, somebody buys them, of course, the note's going to be paid off. But it doesn't matter whether it's a a big chunk or the little chunks that come in monthly. We take 20% off the top, goes to scholarship. 40% goes to a seed fund we're trying to build for future startups. Mm -hmm. And 40% comes to the house to keep the lights on. And uh, that's our model to get to sustainability. The thing is that every business needs to have a solid financial model. You could do it a lot of different ways, but if you can't generate the capital, you can't play the game. And that's the way we are at Fast Start. We're just doing it a different way.
1: You are doing it a different way. And it it almost sounds like you're just trying to cover the costs of Fast Start Studios with the way that your model is yeah, set up. Don't,
7: don't tell my wife, though. She thinks we're making money.
1: Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, is she listening today? No.
7: Oh. Vicki, are you listening?
1: Honey, yeah. we're just <laughs> kidding. Okay, so so you really are, this is a give back then. Yes, to
7: very much so.
1: A- and your knowledge, because you're a successful entrepreneur that built a business that scaled to a national brand. Yes, sir. So how valuable that must be for the entrepreneurs that are in your studio.
7: But again, I'm just the connector. The real magic are the, like I said, 70 or 80 people who donate their time To help others start their business. And it's fun for them as well.
1: When did you start Fast Art Studio? Two years ago. Two years ago. And uh, what's the future hold for Fast Art Studio?
7: Well, today I got an offer to multiply it to scale.
1: Really? Um, Can you
7: tell us about it? Mm, you well, brought it you up. You know, what we'd like to do is to duplicate what we're doing okay. in other locales. Okay. Right? So, be not
1: it, in Orange County.
7: Right. Okay. You know, it may be Phoenix or it may be Dubai. Well, not Dubai. Dubai has one that's run by the government. But certainly, it's the idea that every environment has people. W- with ideas, every economy needs a shot in the arm. So why not use the same proven techniques and just scale it?
1: What You've been in the Orange County business community for quite some time. You have a lot, obviously deep relationships, being able to convince 60, 70 people, give their time freely for pro bono work. Um, What is the complexion of the Orange County business community relative to what you're seeing? Because I'm thinking you must know angel investors, you must know VCs, private equity firms, the whole money part of the investing side of starting a business, as well as understanding how to get a business started. Can you just give us a sense for what's going on in Orange County? Sure.
7: I mean, it's so vast. Just in general, what, we've got 3 million people, 40,000 businesses here. I think we're the capital of... Gaming, right? So right. with Blizzard and Gaikai and now Oculus, a $2 billion um, exit just a few weeks ago. Uh, gaming, uh, MedTech is very, very big here. There's other businesses that we're, we're the center, ground zero for for the global business. Uh, with four universities churning out engineers and entrepreneurs, this is a great place to be. So you need to have the concept You need to have the infrastructure, and you need to have money is what you were talking about. So there are several angel groups here, and that's the hardest thing for us is to prove that we're sort of worthy of investment here in Orange County. It's not all about Silicon Valley or uh, Austin or Tel Aviv or Singapore. We're having our own successes here, and that, over time, will bring more money in, and that's what we need.
1: And what, let's talk a little bit <clears throat> excuse me about I'm talking with Michael Sowitz, he is CEO of Fast Our Studio Manufacturing in Orange County. Mm. What have you what are you seeing relative to manufacturing in the county?
7: Well, it's kind of an odd thing. It's starting to come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yay is right. Um we at one point sort of priced ourselves out, mm-hmm. you know, from the real estate our um Labor laws, uh, workers' comp was, was definitely a, a, a dampener. Um, and just the cost of of doing business is why everyone went offshore. But it's starting to come back. The first thing was nearshoring. Mm-hmm. So instead of going to China, it was now Mexico or, or Brazil, right? And right. now we're starting to see it homegrown. I'm loving it
1: right and, and those are hard companies to start because of the capital requirements many times although technology is making it easier to become yes. a manufacturing and it's easier to sort of parted out too now, right, to find shops that will do the manufacturing for you. That's a very good business model Mm -hmm. as well for companies. And we have some of those, and electronics assembly companies here in Orange County.
7: Absolutely. And on top of it, we've got the workforce. We have a trained, educated workforce.
1: Right. When you have companies like Broadcom and other high-tech companies that kick off tons of engineers who have an entrepreneurial spirit, having probably seen the success of the Broadcom model. I'm sure those those beget other startups that stay in the general locale, right? That's they right. They probably went to UCI or maybe a Southern California educational institution. They don't want to leave Southern California if you don't have to, right? That's right. Yeah, and w- w- I always find it interesting because we're sitting between L.A. and San Diego. We sort of lack a little bit of our own identity here in Orange County.
7: That's right, uh, but... You know, there's events going on. Um, I judged Startup Weekend at UCI a couple of months ago. Judged a uh, Arduino board hackathon a month ago, which was uh, you know a hundred or so engineers making things in 54 hours that work. Out of an Arduino board, which is an open source microprocessor. Stuff's happening here. Right. Um, last weekend, there were 400 uh, students and startups that came together for virtual reality.
1: Wow. I didn't even know there was virtual yeah, reality well, that, developed know, here in Orange County. Well,
7: that's Oculus Rift. Okay. And Oculus Rift uh, went public. Uh, well, didn't go public. It was acquired by Facebook for $2 billion. So here's a startup that went from zero to $2 billion in 20 months. You tell me.
1: Right. You that's know, not typical. That's not typical. <clears throat> okay. But yeah. if there are entrepreneurs out there or... Maybe even more importantly, because I know for a fact that there are executives who listen to our show who are still working for large companies but have that desire to move out on their own. Um, what's the right type of person that should approach you with a business plan or a business idea that might get accepted into Fast Start Studio?
7: So it's not what type for me. It's what, who, who can thrive in startup land, a land of high uncertainty. So it takes someone with courage. Right, you got to have guts, or you can't play this game. Right, you have to obviously be a quick learner, have have intellect, but most importantly of all, two things, and one is tenacity. You don't give up, and the other one is flexibility. Hmm. Because I'm, I got to tell you, very very rarely do we see what the original idea and the final launch. They never look the same right so it's all this iteration it's the iterative process of being connected with your customers being connected um, with your environment and making the changes that's necessary to bring your your product to market so it's not just I had this idea and we're gonna build it exactly that way that doesn't work it's going to change And, and in order to change you have to have people who embrace change
1: that 's interesting because, on one hand, the entrepreneur, if I heard you correctly, has to really have the confidence and the conviction and the stick to build a business that 's going to make it because the world doesn 't care about the business, right Only you as the entrepreneur right. care nobody 's doing business with you you know I mean customers nobody even knows you exist it 's an idea in your head, but on the other hand, that same person with all those qualities has to be willing to adjust and change and adapt.
7: Yeah. So listen to this story. Last year, a young man comes to me, civil engineer, quits his jobs, got an idea, comes to me. I love it. We start working together. Two weeks later, company launches, not close, but exactly what he's doing and was launched with a $12 million investment. Mm-hmm. And a board of directors... That where all the customers were going after, C-level customers were going after. And so we looked at each other and said, that's, that's it. Let's put a, you know, a, a, let's end this. And he says, do I have to leave? I said, no, you have to find another idea. Hmm. Two months later, working every day, he came up with another idea. We tried it. There wasn't, it wasn't a big enough market. A couple months later, he finally got it. And that one is very close now. To launching, uh, Dilip Malavi building Quick Dial. Uh, it's a terrific app for your mobile uh, that is matches small businesses with customers, and it's a wonderful model. And can't wait for that one to come. But it was because he was tenacious, because he was flexible, right. Because he had the the intellect to understand the pieces. That's what it takes.
1: That's a a great story. What a great way to end the interview, Michael. Can you tell us how someone will find you online if they want to learn more about Fast Start Studios and you as its CEO? How do they find you online?
7: Oh, the best way, Rick, is faststartstudio.com. A simple application, seven questions, fill it out, send it to me, I will respond.
1: Fantastic. I want to thank you for being a friend of the program, giving of your time, and what you're doing to give back to the community is outstanding. I really commend you on that, and I hope you do take up the offer and scale the business across the country, Michael. Uh, we'll talk about that later, All right? Well, Rick. <laughs> maybe we'll have you back on the program when you can talk more freely about that. I, I really want to thank you for your time today.
7: My pleasure, Rick.
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're against the clock, so we're going to be wrapping up the show. I'd like to thank our engineer for today, who is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our media strategist is Asia Celestino. Our social media manager is Melissa Padani. Our VP of sales is Rose Tamara and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, the CEO peer groups that I lead, or maybe you know a future guest that you'd like to nominate to be on the program, possibly you're interested in becoming an advertiser and supporting Critical Mass radio shows, then visit our website, Critical Mass for Business. You'll see our contact information there. Please reach out. We'll be happy to talk to you. Until the next show, I hope that all of your business decisions move your company in a positive direction.